Miss Romy, it's time for us to set sail. Oh my gosh, already? Well, okay, Miss Blossom. Let's go. We're gonna talk shit. Hello, Romy. Hello, Miss Blossom. We're here. It's the podcast is still going. Look at us. Still doing it. Everyone said they wouldn't make it past five episodes. And here we are, nearly three episodes later. Right. They could still be right. But they're not right yet. I'm Blossom Jury. And I'm Romy Romack. And welcome to Talk Ship Get Hip, the only Love Boat podcast episode We're- by episode review show. Yes. And our own podcast about whatever we want it to be also. The only Love Boat podcast starring us. Currently, we might get... The the network might there, really... It may become yeah. an extended universe. Uh-huh. And, but yeah. Our rival network might also book us for a Love Boat review podcast. Oh. But we'll have to have a new name. New names for the show. New names for us. Right, right. For anonymity because we're getting... Because we're getting hired by our competitor to be us because we're so irreplaceable, because we're so inimitable that you can only hire us, but then we have to be in an alternate disguise, a different persona in order to compete with ourselves. But do we throw the game? Do we give something cursed? Like, are we 70s McDonald land, which would be apropos for the time period of the show that we're watching, or are we like... 80s, 90s, McDonald land, or are we even earlier where Ronald McDonald is like covered in trash? <laughs> okay, you lost me there, but I yes, I remember how evil the corporations were at creating, becoming corporations. Yeah, that is I not mean, us. We are anti-capitalists on this podcast. Absolutely. No, that's very true. I'm just shoehorning in a weird new micro interest of mine, which is forgotten McDonald's mascots and how they were sued by the Crofts for stealing. Their design for Mayor McCheese mm. from uh, HR Puff and stuff. Anyway, I, Laura oh, Croft. I, Laura yes, Croft sued Laura McDonald's. Croft. Tomb Raider Laura Croft. Good for her. Yeah. Good for Angelina. Yes. Are we allowed to? Yeah, we are allowed to. Obviously, we're allowed to name drop actors and actresses on our podcast because we will be doing that today. We're There's... here to review the second episode of season one of The Love Boat. Um, but before we do, we have to check in. Um, we have to unload. We have to check our baggage. You know, we're embarking on a cruise within the cruise within the cruise. Um, so, my sister, how are you? How are you since I've talked to you last week? Um, what luggage, what baggage do we have to check in for our for our trip and our, for our destination? I love the idea of maintaining the illusion that the last you saw me was last week when I saw you earlier today. That's TV magic. Yesterday evening. No, That's so magic. anyway, last week... This is us when I saw you last. Drag Race. Exactly. Every day is referred to as a week. Um, That's what it feels like sometimes. No, it is. If any, if any day has been a week, it's been this one, and maybe the one before that. But anyway, I've been good. Um, segueing from that, quite busy, but busy is good. Booked and cursed. <laughs> I was hoping we weren't summoning that again from <laughs> in this episode. but I, And I promised not to say it next time, but I was going to ask, is there one movie? Are there three movies? I'm just kidding. Oh, no, that's okay. I, we can, 
I mean, I think that's going to make sense for us. We don't see each other once a week, but even <laughs> with the frequency that we do see each other and make cool art together, I'm sure there is repetition is bound to occur. Um, it's just as a thing. We're busy and we have a lot of thoughts that come in and out of the head and sometimes they come in again. Oh, yeah. And I have like an awful memory, like the worst memory. People yes. say goldfish memory, but I'm tr- I'm sure there's a dumber animal. Romy with the, memory. <laughs> Romy memory with the worst memory. Romemory. Romemory. Sexy robot lady. Um, Is it a okay. dream or a memory? So she's busy. Um, we should uh, pay more. I've been more... busy, but I've been good. Um, I did. I was green twice last week. I was baby Yoda and my baby Yoda number was. A sleigh. Absolute sleigh. From what it looked like online, I wasn't there. I'm glad that it had that um, it, that veneer online. Um, Alex, Alexander Chase took really great pics from both nights. And there's a couple images that make it look as though the Baby Yoda number went off without a hitch. So it did. Yeah. Shout out to local photographers. Shout out local Alex. And yes, if you are listening to our podcast and you are in, a, in the audience of a drag show, maybe you don't go often or maybe you do. Pictures are usually always welcome, you know, unless it's specified otherwise. But take some photos, tell the performers who are your subjects, tell the producers, and, you know, with permission, share them. Because I know myself as a fabulous drag queen, I, I like to be photographed, Arlene, and I want to see all of the documentation. Yes. And also, that's how I remember that things happened. Photos. Yeah, photos are great. Um, yeah, you've you slayed the the drag the dragatry of it all the drag shenanigans. Um, Thank you. But your business, I feel like we should touch in a little this episode. Like paint more of my sister's schedule. She as a hair witch, a hair maven. You are just busting it out from early morning. Next club, next shift, next color correction, next shag. <laughs> so many shags here in our little city. Um, I do I do work full time, uh, five days a week doing hair during the daytime in addition to all of the other nonsense that I do and um you know I asked for a busy life I like having a busy life everything that I get to do is stuff that I love doing um but I still find myself throwing around phrases like booked and cursed but it is a blessing it's a blessing to be busy um I'm sure at some point I'll like have a day where I'm not doing anything and that may require planning that I also just kind of don't feel like doing absolutely yeah. yeah but it's it's good I mean I don't want to complain I mean I hate it when people complain about being busy yeah because <laughs> once you're not busy you'll wish you're busy but exactly you know it's a balance and it's a push and pull it's a it's a low tide it's a high tide I try to let myself enjoy it. I try to remind myself that I brought this upon myself and I have to, you know, reap the seeds that I sued or whatever. The girl did it to her damn self is she all I have to say. had it coming. Yes. Uh, we want to historicize those two phrases as phrases that we will say on this podcast. And as part of our vernacular, you know, that is something we don't have a soundboard yet. Or maybe we do. Maybe if I just magically press my finger down like this in the air. She had it coming. Uh, that will happen with technology in the future. But um, here, let me do a quick baggage check-in. Or are you yes. interested? I of can... course I am. Okay. Of course I am. I'm sorry for not asking back. I just digressed again. No, it's okay. Um, I think How we should, have you been? I tell think me, we should tell practice... me about your romantic baggage. Oh, 
You I practice. Think, I think we should practice more in conversations with anyone we like to ask, like, are you interested in hearing about me? Yeah, that is an interesting consent check. Yes. But then on what but then who's gonna just say, you know, actually no, I I pass, you know what I mean? So is I mean it's 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 enough it's a lovely gesture. Can you hold I'm space? very interested. Can you hold space for me to give you an answer to how are you? I would love to hear how you are, darling. Okay. And you have off air. Um which doesn't exist outside the vacuum of this show. So right, how are you? I only see you on air once a week. Right. Um I'm doing good. I'm feeling booked as well. And actually, to be honest, I am feeling a little booked and cursed too. That's the the double flip of the double side of the the side of the double coin. It's only because you care and you want to do everything at a certain standard, which comes with pressure. It's pressure we place upon our damn selves. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy though. It's it's good to keep chugging along. I'm taking a little bit of a a break soon. This is fun astrological slip in your girl is a sagittarius sun she needs to go venture adventure isn't only physical moving your body through physical space you know you could adventure all kinds of ways metaphysically emotionally medicinally (laughs) um but i am physically adventuring by going to see a friend up a little bit north of us and then i'm i'm zipping on over to the east coast for a second um for things <laughs> that's so vague but uh i'm excited to use this time to uh to heal yes aren't we always healing oh yes yes and you'll give everyone here an opportunity to miss you i'm certainly going to i know i'll miss you too yeah, yeah. i mean we will talk wink wink because we talk outside of this okay um baggage is checked in we are ready to go on our cruise i mean that's kind of a good uh, example too because you can't you can't possibly bring everything with you. You can't fit everything in a suitcase. And just like that, we can't and just like that the HBO reboot of Sex in the City. No. And just like that, we can't fit our whole check in into a, a segment of our podcast. And just but. like that, my husband was keeled over dead on a Peloton. He had it coming. <laughs> he did though. He kind of brought it upon his stand. Did you watch that? Oh yeah. I mean it was like I watched a few episodes of it. Actually, admittedly, I did not watch the first one. I think I tuned in like later in the season. Uh, There's been two seasons. No, like oh. later in that one. Oh, weird. Okay. Like and and just like that. I think season. another season is coming. Oh God. Well, I mean, I'll be curious. I'm always just like curious as to what they're going to do with the characters. But <laughs> poor Steve. Did you poor watch the? Steve. Did you watch the original? Yes, of course. I watched the original. I actually, you know, honestly, I've talked about this before, but of all of the fandoms that I used to be a part of, of all of the things I was like into, that I'm probably most embarrassed of Sex and the City, having been a fan. But, you know, in my defense, there weren't a lot of like, I don't know, they're, like the, the pickings were so small on TV back then. Totally. I mean, taught a generation of people and showed a generation of people of like metropolitan urban girl boss lifestyles right self narration ah mm-hmm. main girl character syndrome mm-hmm. be your own protagonist be right. your own lucky girl i think is something they say on tiktok now uh, lucky girl syndrome ooh which again as a sagittarius who has a relationship with jupiter she has fortune abound um <laughs> speaking of tv shows speaking of fandoms speaking of slim pickings um let's talk about episode two of the love boat episode two of season one episode two of season one came out 
a week later than episode one. This episode came out on October 1st of 1977. And uh, it's called O'Dale, exclamation point, forward slash. Dale. Mr. Worldwide. It's O'Dale. <laughs> yes. If you're Romy or if you're from Miami, Miami, uh, it'd be Dale. And the main event is the second title of this episode. And A Tasteful Affair is the third one. Taste, yeah, because they all have kind of like these triptych titles that are supposed to reflect the three little vignettes. The little story is going on on the sordid little love boat that we weave found ourselves on Mm -hmm. yeah throw ourselves off of even (laughs) that happens in this episode people overboard i was gonna say man overboard but we're inclusive um yeah three vignettes in each episode and we remembered in this episode that they're directed by different people which is interesting like to think about that collaboration of like three different directors basically creating one episode i guess is that common i don't know for me it felt weird three directors per episode well, in the credits, each of these little vignettes, it was like, oh, Dale directed by that person. Interesting. And then, unless they were using pseudonyms as well. Well, you know, as we'll get into, Odale had a few plot holes that I think were a little less glaring in the other two stories. So Yeah. Let's, speaking of that, let's read the overview synopsis of this episode. So it goes as follow. Dale Reinhardt pursues the girl who dumped him and dresses in drag... To get the only available cabin. Drag. Mm, more on that later. Bickering, Maury and Stella Marshall get stuck in an elevator. Jeanette Bradford is followed by the private investigator her husband hired to keep tabs on her. Oh, yes. In other news, uh, John Ritter from Three's Company is... Uh, I mean, I was excited that he's going to be in this episode because, you know, I hadn't seen a lot of Three's Company. It's cool that we've got you know, in our second episode, another three is company star. But um, after Miss Suzanne being in the last one, but I was always a fan of the problem child movies as we were talking about before we started shooting. And he was so cute as Mr. Healy. He was so patient with that kid. That kid tried to kill people and he tried to see the good in him. It was really, but yeah, John Ritter was very cute. Um, cute in this episode too. Yeah, cute in this episode. I don't. I don't think, to my knowledge, he did anything awful. I think he was pretty cool. So bless his soul. Yeah, we can keep it that way. Ignorance is bliss. But I know. Yeah, uh, John Ritter as Mr. Reinhardt, a, a cutie, but a rather unfortunate character to be. Rep- I mean, not unfortunate. <clears throat> we need bad representation. Re- need representation of, of how not to treat one another. Essentially, Dale, John Ritter has, uh, you know, he's stolen some luggage and some suitcases to get up into the drags of it all so that he can um, essentially stalk and harass this girl who it seems he's only had one date with. And she wasn't even clear if it was a date, but he is he is head over heels. And so literally he is in heels. He's head over in his own heels to uh, to to bother her on her cruise yeah this was kind of the dawn because this being 77 was sort of the dawn of those like situational comedies that put people in like drag or some sort of weird alternate identity costume and the situational aspect of it was like she was only allowed to share a bunk with the woman and he also wanted to spy on her so i mean we can see this episode might be as we've made note of this could be where transphobia comes from because it's the exact narrative that's trying to be pushed and we'll see how ridiculous it is john ritter um goes hmm 
I know what I'll do. And then sees like a couple of, you know, like a couple of mature women steals their suitcase and then, and then also steals like a wig box from another lady with fabulous hair. And, uh, does some really booger I mean I don't like I mean all drag is is but then it's like is it drag I guess it's I don't know it was definitely it was played up for laughs from a very like weird cis-hetero perspective as we'll see but it is cursed and I love cursed drag and I love the cursed voice that she does it's kind of amazing yeah, um, we will be reviewing those looks, those those drag looks that are pulled. I mean, okay, there is, we will see some beautiful gowns, but uh, we will be reviewing that in a later segment. But yeah, this you bring up a great point, a, a rather, I mean, a timely point, not great, it's actually quite opposite of great, that we're seeing, you know, another example of maybe drag being used as like, or even to some degree being normalized in this context of like American 70s TV media in you know back then and we're recording this episode as a literal as literal bans on drag are taking place in our nation um, which we know are disguised as like more legislation to like uh, you know basically eradicate trans people yeah it's it's really anti to which we say to all of that screw that and burn it all into flames um but uh you know yeah maybe as unearthing the fact that drag has once again been part of the tapestry of media for quite some time in our collective consciousness that honey it's really not something to ban there are other things to focus on yeah ban a different art form i say ban pastels easter has been found (laughs) no 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 not the palette no the pastel chalks because they're so messy but they are fun they're cool i don't know ban um light installations Think about the message. Huge sectors of our potential audience are now signing off and closing out of our... Because they're light installation artists, I know. I'm not saying to ban. I'm just saying, how can you ban an entire art form? That's insane. I know, yeah. Well, anyways, Miss Dale, she was serving something. We will get into those looks. She was serving some chapstick and mascara, absolutely. But she had a nice unit on and some gowns i mean she has some she has one walk around gig gown and then she kind of has one evening gown unfortunately she, we'll see she she packed light i mean she stole light she stole light um okay our this this and the overall theme of this that we're introduced to all the couples in the first three minutes is bicker they are all bickering they they're uh, loading onto this cruise with baggage of their own and unfortunately it's, it's tricky baggage so the second couple we see who i'm assuming is kind of in the second name of the episode of the main event which yes. i don't quite understand that if there's a pun mm. there but it's uh maury and stella marshall played by actors sherman hemsley and lawanda page legendary sherman hemsley and lawanda page from 70s tv absolutely yeah, yeah. um fabulous and also very funny and i think the standouts from this episode in some ways um Look wise, but also just uh, relationship dynamic wise, that they're kind of carrying a lot of the comedy, or at least a lot of the moments that I laughed at. Um, the boo, the the boy, the hus- the hubby, um, Maury is a sausage entrepreneur. He owns like a sausage company, a sausage empire, a sausage empire, if you will. <laughs> and he has sausage shaped business cards. That's amazing. He's sausage bossing hard. Yeah. Have you ever had a business card? Um. Yes, I have had those like 
you know, chintzy Vista print ones mm. that like the free package, not like the up, you know, not the one that you have to pay for. Chintzy Vista print is a great drag name. <laughs> Welcome to this. The chintzy Vista print would be, I mean, Vista print, just Vista print uh. would be a pretty sick name for a queen. Another free drag name. Maybe that could Vista be a Vista new... Laprint. Vista Laprint. Hewlett Packard. <laughs> um, but where's it shaped as a sausage? Oh, yeah. So uh, the sausage business cards. Um, there's this running joke about how she wears Chanel number no. five, but he always smells like sausage because <laughs> of the sausage empire. And so whenever people are walking by, they're like, oh, I smell something. Uh and then people argue about whether or not it's perfume or sausage. Mm-hmm. Much to Stella's despair. Chagrin? Is that a word? Chagrin? Chagrin, yeah. Chagrin. I love chagrin. Um, despair, too, though. I don't know. I like despair. <laughs> I was trying to think of a synonym to chagrin while I couldn't remember how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, great. And so their main plot point is that they do get stuck in an elevator. Um, and it becomes like a lovely liminal space for them to, to duke it out. Uh, hash things out really they're not physically fighting in there well in, in some ways they are they're trying to climb on top of each other to get out of the elevator um, but eventually someone saves them but you did for a second the montage of the elevator uh, short ticketing my sister thought this was final destination or uh <laughs> yeah like they're gonna die and no because okay so they kept fidgeting with the gears Sherman would be like let's go up Wanda would be like let's go down with their characters' names again. Uh, Stella Maury and, Maury. and Stella. So Maury <laughs> would be like, let's go up. And Stella would be like, let's go down. And then they would be like pressing the elevator buttons. And it would show these shots of like a gear, like kind of sparking as it's being forced up and down really quickly, repetitively. And so, you know, you think they're going to die in there. And maybe they do conspira- fan conspiracy theory because they reconcile their whole marriage. They break up for a second and then they come back together. Yeah. Let's take a break before we talk about plot number three. Speaking of breaking up. And the girls are back. We are. In Love Boat Universe, you know, it's like one of three stops. Or they make a few stops on their cruise. Maybe we just went to Puerto Vallarta. They don't know. Um, There are a few disappearances of people. Right, right. Yeah, some people disappear. Yeah. But we didn't. We're back no, on our podcast. We're back. Um, so the third of, of the third of the triptych of plots in this episode, we have Janet or Jeanette, I think is yeah, is Jeanette. the correct mm-hmm. Jeanette. And her and her hubby Lucas. We see them enter the cruise. Lucas is like, I'm sorry, baby, I can't go on the cruise with you. I'm too busy, but you have fun. He says something weird like, you know, don't meet too many people or something. He's yeah. he's giving wary eye for sure. Yeah, giving don't have too much fun without me. Right. And then we quickly discover that he has hired a private investigator to spy to privately investigate his wife while uh, she's off on this cruise because he is in a insecure place or a place to not trust Jeanette. Um well, that kind of puts the onus on Jeanette. He feels he needs to do that, which is um, a bummer because Jeanette is nothing of the sorts. She is loyal. She is fierce. And spoiler, her and the private investigator, Dennis, end up falling in love with each other. Even though Jeanette was only looking for some sightseeing and some sunshine. But um, yeah, that's that was also kind of a weird 
story to tell in such a short period of time like you fall for the private investigator you fall for the suspicious blonde man who's been following you around but that also sounds like something i would do so a beautiful rotund golden coconut bowl head of hair on this private investigator kind of giving us a mix of rocky from rocky horror and that one person from barbarella who uh, like flies on angel wings and carries jane fonda around and see i can do obscure film references too Word. kind of i don't know if barbarella is obscure but maybe that well, character is flash gordon kind of moment yes um we just see dennis trying to catch Jeanette in the moment he's scribbling things down in his sticky notepad and then Jeanette just ends up being like oh no i'm good i'm just chilling on this cruise by myself thanks so and then he crumples up his notes and tosses it away because he didn't the man couldn't get any evidence no there was there was nothing to take note of and they were both honest he could have just made something up he could have done this whole as entrapment but it was genuine their romance i guess right like the the foundation of hiring a private investigator is that you think that paying them large sums of money will make them truthful to you i guess or it's it's kind of like the question of like how do you rise to power in like the batman universe like how do you become like a crime boss in gotham if you've got everyone who works for you and then you think why don't your lower level goons just kill you and usurp you and take your money and sometimes that happens but i think there's like a psychological element of control or something like he's that guy who hires the private investigator and the private investigator i guess takes his job very seriously because he ends up falling for the woman he's supposed to be spying on probably has a strict code of honor right i think somehow we always end up talking about like power dynamics on our podcast and also like dictatorial rule and fascism like yes, <laughs> it has long been studied that you know you can rule with an iron fist and that's kind of what you're linking to here which is true lucas um Jeanette's boo seems to be like a businessman of sorts or something um but yeah we we get to unearth peel back some layers of dennis the onion we learn that he um is a widow and has many many children he unfolds his wallet of pictures of his kids and it just drops down to the floor you know he has uh, many many little ones to take care of and so there's just a, a mutual yearning of the sorts for Jeanette to have a, a man in her life that is present and for Dennis to find someone that doesn't necessarily replace his love that he lost, but for someone to step into their own shoes and fit into his life, which I guess you can find on the love boat. Yeah, you can. You can get onto the love boat for a weird private investigator job and leave in an exciting new romance. Yeah. And with very clever wordplay, you know, Dennis tells Jeanette on the dance floor in order to get her to dance with him. He says, we didn't put these glad rags on for nothing. Glad rags. Glad rags. And then isn't that like the weird line where Jeanette's just like, isn't it just so cool to dress for dinner or something like that? I think it's something yeah, along yeah. the lines. Yeah, she says something like that. She's like, isn't it just great or just swell or far out dressing for dinner or something? And I don't know. I would probably say something like that. But it's also kind of interesting to like pack your best looks for this cruise and have this like really fancy cruise dinner and then be like, isn't it so cool that we're doing this? But that's maybe something I would also do. Yeah, she's like, I didn't come prepared to serve 
content on this cruise. And she did. She, she did. We will find very soon in our final segment of the episode when we get there that she was turning looks left and right. And somehow, major plot hole, we see Jeanette walk off the cruise with a tiniest leather briefcase. Not a, not even a suitcase. It's like a skinny manila envelope. Of course. How did she fit the gowns in there? I don't know. Because you're expected to have all of these looks, all this finery, and yet, uh, you know, you can't be the vain woman with the giant suitcase. You have to just have this little bag, which leads me to believe that she brought a bunch of clothes, um, maybe threw them overboard, maybe threw an extra suitcase overboard so that she could appear to have been, like, traveling real light, and she's just, you know... She's an on-the-go kind of girl. She's not worried. She's she's easy breezy. Easy breezy. She has her glad rags. Speaking just of... People threw stuff overboard all the time. The, ever, the beginning of each episode of Love Boat starts with littering. We still see the littering in this episode, which we'll touch on very soon. We do see people attempt to throw themselves off overboard. But, I mean, for rather dark, sad reasons. But we see them snap together, and it becomes a moment of... We do. We'll get back to that. First, before that dark note, other strange, zany, archaic phrases that we heard in this episode. We heard Isaac, the bartender, tell Doc um, when Dale in drag was flirting with him, kind of. Yeah. Isaac tells Doc, she's warm for your form. You like that? Yeah. The, the warm. No, I don't like warm for your form. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. But and Doc then has the cunning response. I'd rather donate my body to science. The concept. Ouch. Of, yeah. The concept of like donating your body to science was something that was really big back then. People did say that a lot. That was like a turn of phrase that people said like, oh, they're going to donate my body to science because I like, I don't know, drink so much or something. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I do like that. I would maybe introduce that and sprinkle that. That is kind of our one of my goals in mentioning all these strange archaic lines are finding which ones can we bring back now? What colloquialisms have application in the modern life? Totally. Um, at one point, Dale in drag uh, tells Cap'n, Captain, Captain, uh, they say, I am using they, them pronouns for Dale and oh, drag. Oh, they, them pronouns for Dale and drag. We, we've already talked about this, and this is what we've settled on. We don't know. what I okay. don't know exactly, so there we go. We could use she, but Dale says, isn't it sad what they're doing to the sexes? I like the sexes. The sexes. And a Captain says, if we keep this up, we'll all end up one big sex. And yeah, and that really explains like the conservative anxiety around gender and around any type of queerness or Mm -hmm. gender nonconformity in general is that we're all going to become pluralized into one big sex. But then Dale has the, the, the final punctuation and gives with a wink, better than no sex at all. Right. Fabulous. Pluralized, depluralized, better than no sex at all. Sure. Archaic lines. Will we bring them back? I don't know. We can subvert them, bring them back, um, give them, use them in opposite contexts. Um, but yes, overboard. Tell us, people go overboard. It's rather sad, but it is rather sad. But I mean, it becomes cute. To be fair, it does become cute. To be fair, to start off, I mean, it doesn't go quite that way. But you know, a human body is a lot more sustainably compostable in the ocean than say a bunch of plastic streamers or a suitcase full of designer clothing absolutely (laughs) oh hello we have a little visitor we have our first guest of the podcast miss sharshar um but yeah so there's 
a couple of unrequited romance inspired or um, motivated suicide attempts going on. I guess that John Ritter's character was going to throw himself overboard, but then this roommate girl what is her name again her name was susan and susan. yes trigger warning for us using this word and talking about this concept but it's, it's brushed over very quickly in the episode they were going and, to uh, make i'm trying to think about how because i watch youtube shows sometimes still and people they have to skirt around like the content you know regulations so they have there are certain words that you, they just can't say so instead of really basic words like died they say like then they stopped living <laughs> then they were no longer living so susan and dale were both trying to no longer live by jumping off of the love boat which is love you know they were trying to jump off the lifeboat. If the you life, will. the exact. Well, they got onto a lifeboat. They it wanted was all to get good. in, darling. No one, no one passed from this realm. They save each other, but then they both accidentally fall. Or actually, Susan kind of slips off, and then Dale jumps into the boat or jumps into the ocean to save her, or right. to rather just be wet with her in the Pacific Ocean. But it's all good. Um, we, dies. we didn't really introduce Susan as well, so Dale in drag, whose drag name is also Dale. They do not choose a different drag name which is which is kind of a serve i sort of love when queens do that sure slay yeah i mean i love you know i love when girls do that i love when people keep their keep their names it's kind of a moment it just depends on the person i could see dale being real cute or the pipeline of like having a drag name and then just kind of using that in everyday life i kind of did that yeah yeah you know but anywho uh susan is the occupant of the available room that Dale gets into in drag. And so they end up falling in love for each other. This the theme of this episode is bickering couples but also falling in love with each other under disguise or illusion or something. Private investigator and Jeanette and then Susan and drag queen. Um yes. So um, that's another theme. But you know, they have a nice relationship and Dale eventually does reveal themselves as boy dale yeah so like mask dale gets to know susan by way of femme dale being like ah! okay so, so okay so i finally get to talk about this voice it's giving like elmo mickey mouse tear but and like you know anytime she's like a flutter anytime that femme dale is like feeling amorous she's like and it's like it's which i mean honestly it's maybe not that exact sound but to it should ears, be to my it ears sounds. it is to i mean they should do a recut of the episode where they just replace all of femdale's dialogue with like those type of noises it would probably work just as well except it wouldn't really make as much sense but yeah the, the voice the voice and but anyway the their friendship is what and okay, so here's the plot hole with this is when they find out when the whole old switcheroo is taken away and the real the mask Dale being Dale's primary identity is revealed, it's like you just hear you they you do hear the sexy old, talk. You hear sexy talk where she's like Well, we hear the first part of the episode yeah. name. We hear uh Susan go Oh Dale. Yes, that's where we get an oh But Dale it starts at the as end. like 
a woeful Odale right, when she thinks right. she's talking to Femme. Like, oh, Dale. Then it's like, oh, Dale. Which leads me to believe, so was she just talking to Femdale? And then did Femdale just take the drag off to reveal Massdale? And then she was just like down, like there was no talk of the deception. She was just so happy to see him that... Or maybe she's part of her new all along and she was okay with mm-hmm. it and they're going to keep this whole thing going. It's like, you know, maybe, part of Dale's maybe Susan expression. is a drag king. We don't know. She recognized. Well, the, then it's the so great that they drag. found each other. Yes. Through um, mutual interests of drag and wanting to not be alive anymore. <laughs> yes. Um, we are going to move right on. Uh, and But speaking of other zany one-liners, and you are right on to something with the voice. I, In drag, I don't think, I certainly don't intentionally or consciously put on a different voice. Um, I feel like if I do think about it, I'll start off like higher or like more enthused. Hello. But that's not very different than my real voice, but it soon goes away. But Dale in drag certainly maintained that voice that you were doing earlier. She thought she was master of disguising it, darling. Uh-huh. She thought she was giving, I mean, and an, an, it's a recognizable voice. Is, ah, I don't know. I, I, I do that voice a lot. Yeah. Sometimes we'll like just be voice. driving and I'll hear you sigh. And I'm like, ah. is everything okay? Yeah. I mean, may, maybe, maybe the voice is really just reflective of, the parts I don't like about myself. Oh. Not the things that make me trans, but the things that make me go, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, but Dale felt it. She felt the wig and the sequins and the gowns and the polka dots flow through her veins and she put on a voice. And she has a great one-liner at dinner, one of the dinners, when she spots the girl that they are chasing, they, them, Dale. And Dale says, what's the matter, honey? Haven't you ever seen red hair before? I liked that line. Yeah, because she is jealous to see the girl that she's there to spy on with the man. And then when she catches her, them staring at her, she's like, what's the matter? How do you get confrontational? Right. Haven't you ever seen red hair before? Which is, you would think, drawing extra attention to yourself in such a way to start a commotion, start a confrontation at dinner would be like not the thing to do to break the cover. But I don't even think Dale wants to keep the cover because no. at the end of the episode, she kind of like reveals herself by doing the voice. She's like, bye. Absolutely. Yeah. No, she was fully performing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would maybe tip. Um, speaking of look, speaking of that dinner scene, we loved Dale's dinner scene look, which let's just jump right in. Let's get to one of our favorite parts of, uh, being conduits of the love boat is the fashions which speaking of I love the sweater that my sister's wearing to describe orally for those just listening it's like a horizontal stripe moment we have pink and blue love pink and blue uh, fuchsia and turquoise really sure but you know pink and blue pink and blue mm-hmm. I'm giving I a salute checkered, the pink and blue a checkered moment that I know my... I love this checkered moment and this necklace is so cute I was admiring it earlier also pink and blue yeah my neighbor gave me this dress it's very cute and many other skirts and dresses they that's another story we'll come back to that one day blossom's always befriending everyone around (laughs) her and everyone wants to give her things because she's so lovely and i won't reject them no 
Well, it depends. But yeah, it dep- yeah. Vin- a bag of vintage clothing from a nice neighbor I will not reject. I mean, you'll at least go through it. I, I did. Mean, mm-hmm. If there's pieces like this in there, that's a really good one. I, I pulled aside some for my sister to see. Um, but oh. let's let's talk about the fashions, the vintage fashions in the Love Boat, season one, episode two. Um, up first, we have the stunning entrance, three piece suits. It looks like from from Stella and Maury or Maurice. Um, adorable. I love that yeah. they're wearing suits together usually in the whole episode. Yes, they go in with kind of a matching suit motif and they leave with kind of a matching suit motif. And both are excellent. Um, I love the blue and yellow. I love that she has like the big flare collar. Um, I love that his tie is like pretty much the same shade of blue as the shirt. It's it's all giving for me. I like the handbag. The handbag is everything. Yeah. Yeah, this pale yellow, this peep yellow, this like soft boiled egg. Yeah. It's fabulous. Easter fantasy. Oh, and we didn't specify, but the segment is called Sink or Clink because we are either sinking these looks deep into the depths of the ocean if we don't like them, or we are clinking our glass to celebrate the Just fashion. Like, yeah, sinking clink. like Jeanette's suitcase of clothes that she threw across. This is obviously a clink. Spoiler alert. Yes, big clinks all around. Um, okay, we have not a central character, but um, the uh, unwilling donor of Dale's drag wig. Um, not the one that she's wearing in this photo, but um, we have a Dolly Parton esque character right. kind of featured in the background of this episode yeah. with her three um, cowboys. And Dale just swoops by and steals one of her wigs. But I, I love the looks that they turn. She has no dialogue, but she's turning looks. Since they're trailing luggage, I'm imagining it's supposed to be a tongue-in-cheek thing. Like, maybe she is performing on the cruise. Maybe she's singing on the cruise. Maybe these people are part of her crew. Maybe they're in her band. But either way, nobody was watching out for her wig box because it was taken right there in broad daylight moments after this. But she's giving stand outside character pop culture reference character this color combo is really interesting between the pant and the handkerchief the neck sheaf you're right you know i it was stunning to look at at first but now that i'm looking at it closely i don't know if i necessarily like it i mean i like the shininess of it the sleeve Mm -hmm. is fun we like a bell sleeve with a capped tight little cuff so much um but you're right the color story is rather interesting what do you think I'm going to clink it anyway because she has a whole entourage of cowboys behind her. Yeah, who, and they're they're cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we can feature Dale's intro boy look, denim on denim. It's cute also. I like the jacket a lot. It's some kind of chore coat, a little denim, denimina moment. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess we're clinking across the board. We're very generous. We're nice. I mean, it's vintage fashion. We yeah, love vintage fashion. I mean, Yeah. The composition of the whole shot is just kind of interesting. It's kind of cool to even look at. Right. This, however. This, we have Dale's first drag look. And really, her, her this is her walk around. <laughs> um, she stole this. Not So the wig comes from Miss Dolly Parton uh, knockoff. And the dress comes just from some uh, rather harmless ladies that were turned around. So I actually like it, though. You go first. Um. Maybe it's the fact that it's all played for laughs, but I really have trouble divorcing that from this presentation. Mm. Um, however, I really like the belt. and Love the, the belt. The fabric looks nice. But you know me. If this was in my hand, or even if this was in your hands and you asked me, I would cut that right 
to the coochie that I would hem this dress um, for those that not, are not watching. I guess that could sound confusing. I would I would hem this dress all the way. It's a, like a floor length, long sleeve, um, cute little uh, matching handkerchief, white dress with red polka dots, rather large polka dots as well. Yeah. Um, but would totally just like cut that right in half um, the lengthwise. But that belt is fierce. It's, it looks like a little piece of licorice. Yeah, I think they were trying to make her like dowdy but flashy at the same time. But now that I'm looking at it a bit longer, there's a lot about this that works, especially now that I'm imagining the hem being much shorter and maybe with like more of a pleat or something. But I just imagine one of us in it. We would look fierce. It's giving Yayoi Kusama like an infinity installation with her polka dots. Um, yeah. I like That's it. That's a great reference. So, I am clinking it. Okay. I am sinking the presentation. But what can you do? I don't know. I mean, bad representation You're is... You're going to sink the first drag queen on the love boat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, we'll clink. We'll clink okay, her. Okay, we clink. But Miss Dale will not be receiving all clinks. Maybe. We will have to see. No, we will not be so generous. Okay. She's not a main character, but we she, she was giving straight from the Suspiria universe. We need to at least review her. I don't know her name. I don't know who she is, but she caught my eye just walking by. We'll continue referring to her as Matrix Suspiriorum. She does look... I mean, this pattern, it's just so... It's fascinating in the way that it separates... Yeah, let's describe it. Let's see. It's a, a long sleeve. It's kind of like that polyester stretch of vintage fabric, textile, or uh, material, I mean. And it's very nautical. Like, there's an undulating blue curve, and the orange could be like the sun or the sunset. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's quite fabulous with this pearl necklace, too. Sure. There's kind of a weird face in it from this angle. If you think of those as, like, the eyes, kind of, it's giving... It's definitely a really, I don't know, I want it. It's its a statement. You would look dress beautiful sure. in it. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I don't know who she is, but cheers to her. She's outshining Jeanette in the corner who, you know, she was kind of the focus of the scene, but I don't know. She caught our eyes. A much more composed look than the dolly. Yes. Really. All hail Mother Suspiriorum. <laughs> what, yeah. Who are the other mothers? Uh, Tenebrarum mm-hmm. and Lacrimarum. Slay. <laughs> um, she is, she has my vote. Yes. Um, okay, we have one of Doc's uh, minor roles in this episode. We don't see him often, but as in true Doc fashion, we see him with a very pretty lady with beautiful tits. Um, but Another serving like side character. Totally. Yeah, who is she? She stole the show, though. She has this tiny little brown bikini on top and like this fabric, this piece of fabric wrapped. It's a piece of fabric. Um, but it's a beautiful piece of fabric tied into a little knot and um, it just felt worth reviewing. Yeah, we, cling. <laughs> we, yeah we clinked it. We noticed it right off the bat. I mean, and We're, at least it, I mean, it, it gives Doc, I don't know, like he, it's a very Doc light episode. As you said, it's a very Judy light episode. Mm, There's a Julie? lot going. Julie, I'm so stupid. Oh my goodness, me, oh my, my goodness. sister. I'm just kidding. I'm so stupid. How many movies are there again? Four? <laughs> Three. Seven? As many as that's the Harry Potter friend. No, there's eight. Okay, uh, yeah, she she looks great, tanned. Yes. Um, and we gravitate towards the beat when we see the femmes. We want to see what is the hair and makeup doing, and she looks nice and sunny and sun kissed here. Absolutely. I mean, the beat queen of the episode is definitely Jeanette. She's always serving with the mug. It's like the brows are everything. The glossy lip is everything. Yeah. She's Let's glowy. See. We have a, I think we have a look of her. We have to get into that, Jeanette. Okay, here we have um, Miss 
Maury and uh, oh great now I forgot the names too. We have this loving yeah, Mr. Maury, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Maury, <laughs> as often couples are referred to on the this love boat. It um, was that era, yeah. Yeah, but they're turning. They are trapped in the elevator, but they are turning. I think possibly my favorite, my top clinks of the of the episode. I these looks are fabulous. The coral dress with that, which is a separate on top. Actually, it's a separate capelet that yeah. ties. In the front or in the... I think they tied it in the back, which mm-hmm. was very interesting. Right. Uh, so cute. And I was saying, I love, like, a ruffly shirt for this sort of situation, this sort of, like, little kind of cocktail tux or whatever this is. It reminds me of the scene in Beetlejuice when the Maitlands are being resurrected, and Adam has, like, the roughly 80s formal shirt. I just love it. But, you know, obviously it predates that time period even. It was, like, a thing then. Yeah, it's beautiful though. Like I want to see that more in formal wear. Um, powder blue, yeah. It's giving short king and tall doll. You know, love. We love to see it, darling. Mm-hmm. We do love to see it. And you know, if you're gonna get stuck in the elevator, why not turn a look? Yeah, fabulous clinks. Possibly top clink of the week for me. Yeah, the capelet really t- elevates it. Totally. Okay, well, this is a, this is a, you take it away. <laughs> okay, so the first time Ms. Dale uh, wore this, I was like, wow, interesting choice with the boa and the flower brooch. Ostrich, darling. Thank you. Loved it the first time, but then she wore it again. She, she wore, wore it again. She but, the same statement evening gown to dinner. Well, this is our first time seeing it. The first time we seeing were it, we were wowed. We loved it the first time. Head to toe sequin silver gown, long sleeve, silver matching uh, tiny hand glove, silver matching handbag, uh, clutch purse, and a very, it's that's a multiple plies of ostrich feather, you know? She didn't just get a skimpy little boa. It's like a full on burlesque. I don't know which old granny that was right what suitcase was this ensemble in and i would like to think that her wearing it two nights in a row to dinner was a continuity issue and this wasn't dale's choice but maybe it was i mean it's almost i could warrant wearing it twice because it is fabulous but that unfortunately well we'll get to the second one first but first time seeing it absolute clink would snag this if i saw it at goodwill not more for twenty dollars though um, I think this was still her at the first dinner because this is her having dinner with Susan. Mm-hmm. But um, we don't actually... Susan, she's... Susan's not really turning looks this episode. She's fine. Uh, we'll we'll come back to her. Um, okay, now we can talk about Jeanette. We haven't really got to review her look, but this was a stunning dinner look. Full silk, I guess. I mean, it shines like silk for sure, and she's just uh, stunning. But she she's is fabulous. the beat queen. She is. And, you know, the hair is laid, too. She's always got, like, a cute little flip back. She looks like you just pumped out um, some pearlescent soap from a fast food gas station bathroom and it's, like, pooled into your hand. You know that shiny, shiny soap? Oh, yes, yes. Usually it's pink, but sometimes it's, like, kind of a cream color. Sometimes it's a cream color. But, no, they're turning it and they look beautiful. Absolutely. Um, Okay, Miss Dale's nightgown look. We sink, darling. We're sinking this. Oh, yeah. we didn't clink. We clinked the last one too. But yeah, I I doubt this is fire very much. Sink to the depths. Sink. Um, Miss Jeanette, sporting a sporty look. She looks gorgeous. Amazing. <laughs> That's all we have to say about That's it. That's all we have to say. The col- like you know, 
it's it's giving um you know like tennis fantasy kind of totally yeah love a short short that hugs the waist and a little tiny matching heather gray like sweater so cute would wear would rock um probably not out but at home or at the gym i don't go to the gym at the roblox gym yes clink yes um okay this is when dale wore the outfit again and oh god we have to sing darling you cannot wear the same statement piece two nights in a row on the cruise i just they're in an isolated environment there's only one dinner hall i know susan on the other hand she is turning up with this big top knot bun flowy angel wing sleeve um stunning she looks like an angel yeah she's supposed to represent her like getting out of crisis mode now she's supposed to be like elevated totally um a final look of the show we had um miss uh mr and mrs maurice slain they they came in two pieces and they're leaving in two pieces i love two piece suits stunning sage green that actually might be the same suit that he entered in it could be no 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 it's different yeah it's totally different um but similar but similar but the sage green is of course the standout it's i'm very partial to it the contrast we can't tell so much right here but the contrast between the jacket and the blouse is really fun absolutely um that was sinker clink mainly clinks all around um there was a lot of great stuff on you know there's a lot of of garments we wish we could get our hands on today totally all right my sister that's another episode in in the bank um for our lovely audience members that was episode two of season one we are slowly but surely but fabulously not slowly I don't know why I said slowly. But slowly but surely is something people chipping say. Chipping away. We are chipping away at this series. Yeah. We're chipping into. We're chipping into it. Mm-hmm. We're chip. chipmates, darling. Talk chip. Get. Get. Chip. You get a chip for being. Aw. You deserve one hot chip. Thank you. You deserve more hot chips than that. Um, yeah. Fabulous. Great episode. Romance abound. Lessons learned. What are, were they? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um um, yeah, I guess at the end of it, Jeanette and Mr. Private Investigator end up together. Dale and Susan end up together and probably continue the journey of, you know, exploring a, Jail's, Dale's, uh, a jails. drag, a drag Dale's, artist couple as exactly well. Exactly, a drag artist couple together, um, touring Hamburger Mary's in the 70s. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, the sausage empire emperor the sausage emperor and empress are um you know reminded of their love for one another and all is all is requited all is good everything is is returned everything is mutual all truth is i guess at least glazed over and accepted absolutely yeah how else can you run a sausage empire if you don't have love or glaze. <laughs> or glaze. Um, but yeah, that was an episode again of Talk Ship Get Hip. We are making our way through season one of The Love Boat um, and slaying the game <laughs> while we're at it. We're so busy. Yes. Um, but we have time. We have time for we this. Do. And we have time to introduce and bring people into the fold. I think people will be brought into the fold. We have time to convince people not to jump off the love boat. Yeah. If you will. And if you're thinking about that, or if you have thoughts about us or about the, the podcast, or if you have thoughts about pushing me off. the boat, 
Well, you can tell us, but tell us other thoughts that are much more positive than pushing Romy off a boat. Um, reach out to us. Find us online at TalkShipGetHip on Instagram. Find us in the Gmail email universe where you can write to us, confess to us, ask questions of us about ask questions about yourself to us at talkshipgethip at gmail.com um you know we want to review not just the show but but your love lives absolutely as well as our own we won't you know give them ratings or triptych episode names although we could no triptych episode names but no like letter grades or anything that's no 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 we don't support no we don't do that no no academia no no learning yes yeah learning institutional eternal Mm. they got a few years left over maybe a couple if they're lucky but learning is eternal the girl had it coming to her institutional (laughs) academia she she sure she got it coming um but yeah reach out to us plug in you know and board our crews with us but um congrats my sister on your serve Congrats on your serve, darling. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.